Welcome to episode 11 of Signs, Cosines, and Tangents. We are back with an extra big episode that we're going to try and fit in an extra small amount of time, which we will fail at miserably. I think we'll do a good job. I think we'll do an excellent job. You know what? I'm confident in our ability to entertain the masses. I've heard from numerous people we talk too much. I mean, too long. Us? No. <laughs> we're men of seldom, seldom words. Seldom words. Yeah. That's not a thing, Jared. Oh. Uh, Try again. Men of few, few tangents. That's not a thing for us either. <clears throat> anyway, so in the interest of keeping it as brief as possible, because I know all of you have very important things to do, and you're looking forward to a five-minute podcast. We're five done. Minutes. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Have a great evening. <laughs> No, um, so we're going to kick it off with tangents. We're going to zoom right through these. I, I promise no tangents of tangents this week. We're just going to hit our bullet points, get right into the meat of the show, which is our impressions on the Electronic Entertainment Expo 2017. And spoilers, uh, we weren't completely impressed. Yeah, and I think after our last show, we we speculated a lot and... It didn't meet our speculations, and it wasn't entertaining either. But we'll get into that. Yeah, Sean, one yes. of your favorite movies, my adaptations, favorite movies. This is is coming to Blu-ray. Yes, that would be Batman: Mask of the Phantasm, which you've loaned to me and my wife, specifically my wife, because she's never seen it, and um, she's still never seen it. And I think it's sitting collecting <laughs> dust. But uh, hey. You can get a Blu-ray, and we'll hold on to the DVD. Well, it also has Sub-Zero, doesn't it? Isn't it it a two-disc? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's got two good Batman movies for the price of two movies. Yeah, I mean, and people like my wife would be really interested in watching those. So it's a a 2017 (laughs) HD remaster of an animated film. Guess what that means? They Hopefully they didn't replace voice work. No, they didn't replace any of the voice work. Uh, but what it does mean is that it's crisp and clean and will look not much better than the DVD copy. Yeah. So. But it's getting re-released, and that's exciting. Yes, it is. Hey, Windows Defender just told me my laptop is okay. Hey, you should make sure if your laptop's okay. It looks like it. So, next point. Next point. Um, Star Wars news. Yeah, the Han Solo prequel trilogy anthology trilogy film series that was being directed by uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, the guys that brought you Clone High, Lego Movie, uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Chance of Meatballs, um, were fired. Why? Pray tell, could they have been fired from a Star Wars movie? Differences. So they didn't want a slapstick Han Solo film? That's what it sounds like. I think they were probably going with a more comedic take on it. Okay. All right. So knowing that they didn't want a comedic take, who did they hire to replace them? Somebody that doesn't have many comedic chops other than his narration on Arrested Development, uh, Opie. Yeah, Opie, who who was a joke his entire career. Is Ron what? Howard, if you don't know who no, Actually, Ron Howard's, Ron Howard's a great a director. director. He's a great director. He makes, But he makes very serious films. Yeah, Backdraft yeah. was a serious film that Ron Howard made yeah. um, about firefighters fighting fires and arson. Because yeah. one of the firefighters, I'm spoiling it because it's a new release, was an arsonist. What? He started fires so he could put them out. That's good for business. 
No, no, it's really not. Oh, wait, no, it's bad. Uh, anyway, okay. So Han Solo directors fired, Opie hired. Uh, yeah, let us know what you guys think of that. Uh, to me, they're pretty far along in the filming process. Comes too. out next year. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting what they're going to do with that. Well, yeah, it, it'll be interesting. Whoops. I'm also not very happy that this has already been pre-announced as a trilogy. I would have just appreciated a one-off. I don't... Yeah, we've talked a little bit about the proliferation of Star Wars films. Um, when do they stop making trilogies and then just go, this is this is a 10 movie thing. We're making 10 movies at least. Decology. Well, and then we're, it's going to have a TV series and a tie-in comic and a VR experience and a car that you drive. And it's going to have a riot at uh, Universal Studios. You know what? You just named Star Wars because it has <laughs> all of those things. The Nissan Rogue that was a special uh, yeah. Star Wars edition. Yeah. Okay. Um, Next one's really quick and easy. It's comic yeah, this book is you. stuff. This is me. Ultimate Thor has returned in the Thor comic books. How did how did he get back? So this is the thing. We had Thor lose his hammer and Jane Foster pick it up and become Thor. Then Thor is still running around with another hammer known as the Unworthy Thor. And now you've got Ultimate Thor's hammer from the Ultimate Comics universe after Secret Wars with the Battle World stuff that yeah. they did to reboot the line. Uh, coming and basically choosing a new Thor. And that new Thor is Volstag, Thor's red-headed buddy, who actually kind of looks like Thor in the comic books. So three Thors? There's three Thors, except the new Thor is ultra-violent Thor. Because oh. Volstag's really yeah. mad. Yeah. Which he's So there's no longer the Warriors 3, it's Thor and two guys. Hmm. With Thor and Thor. And Thor. With Sif hanging out sometimes. Hard to keep track of sometimes. Yeah, we'll wait and see if that gets adapted to the movies. Thorcore. Hey, I want Beta Ray Bill. So do we. Everybody does. That's what I want. I think there's a lot of hope that he'll show up in Ragnarok. Um, Because he actually originally was the character in Planet Hulk that that the Hulk has to fight on Sakaar. Yeah. That's their first draft or whatever? It was Beta Ray Bill. No, in the comic, it's Beta Ray Bill. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I meant for the movie that, that they had. No, they, they shaved Thor's head and make him fight the Hulk. All right. So that's next. Now, next is you talking about video games. Yeah, I've played two. I've played two enough that I can give you my mini review of them. Okay. One's a Nintendo game. One's mm-hmm. not, surprisingly. Um, Arms. Arms. Just talking to Sean about this. We did a little prequel where we did the... Uh, Demo a couple That's weeks the back. game that Nintendo made about abuse of the handicapped. Where people take double and quad antri- amputees and put them in a uh, blood fight. No. 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 That, that other <laughs> that thing sounds far more interesting. That's wheels. <laughs> <laughs> no. Arms was released uh, last Friday, a week from when we were recording this. Um, I've played it online, I've played a few of the different modes. Um, pretty good. This should have been a launch title for sure. I think this would have helped with people seeing what Nintendo was doing new and different. Okay. Um, so all of the claims about it being Wii boxing over again are completely unfounded. I've played with motion controls. I've played with pro controls. I like playing with the pro controller more. Um, 
I feel like I have a little more control with the movement, but in terms of punching and controlling your, your arms in midair, the motion, motion controls definitely beat it. Um, played it in a party setting. Everybody were able to pick it up pretty quickly and got fun out of it. So I think it's a good party game. Um, it is four player compatible. I do not recommend playing four players, two V two or one V one V one V one. Um, it's chaotic and you're always automatically targeting a particular character. You have to push a button to change your targets. So if you're aiming at one guy, this guy's it's, it's confusing. So I recommend one V one. If you have to play with four people or want to, the, uh, volleyball mode's pretty fun for that. Okay. But the volleyball, I don't like that mode. It's not as the volleyball itself has a mind of its own. So you're saying it's just to wrap this and keep it fast. Yeah, keep it fresh. Uh, what you're basically saying is this is a good Nintendo Switch title for somebody yeah. who's looking for something new yep. and wants to play with a lot of other people. Yeah, I think it's a good just party game. Um, I think there's more depth to it than you or I might think. I've okay. played it for a while and I still don't feel like I've mastered it. I've played online and got my ass handed to me several times. So that's good. It's good. It's like a good fighting happens. game. I mean, it's, it's, it's an actual fighting game and I feel like it's a good entry level fighting game for those that aren't familiar with playing street fighter or something of that nature. Cool. So, so second game, second game, next Machina, which is a visually cool looking game. This is made by the creators of super stardust and Resogun uh, housemark. And for those that are familiar with the four score seven punks uh, tournament that I did with Brian, Resogun was in two of those years because it's just a it's just a fantastic game. And Resogun was a modern sort of take on Defender. Next Machina is a modern take on Robotron 2084. More which, like Smash though, right? Smash TV? No, nah, it's got a mix of both. Um because it's got the rescuing humans element and power-ups. Okay. Um, Robotron, Robotron 2084 is my favorite arcade game of all time. It's just a zone it out, one stick moves, one stick shoots, and that's all you have to worry about. Um, you can definitely see the DNA of their games in this. Dashing is there, just like in every other Housemark game. Um, and I would say, I was, th I was thinking about this last night, you know, Resogun and Super Stardust, you're working on a, a sphere or a cylinder the entire time. Mm -hmm. And in this game, the environment matters a lot more. There's obstacles and you can get cornered easily um, with the hordes of enemies. So where getting stuck wasn't really a problem. The other ones, that's definitely a problem. You have to keep your placement going on. And, and it's a pure top down shooter. It is pure down top down shooter. Cool. It's got the bosses um, and... The normal or the experience mode is 99 continues. Okay. Um, so I recommend it. If you like arcade shooters, this is really, I would say it's better than Resogun from what I played. And Resogun's already got a, it's, it's a high bar for me. So, so this is on PC as well as PS4. And yeah, this is not published by uh, Sony. This was self published. So it is making its way to PC and PS4. We may see it elsewhere. And what's funny is they've got another game coming out in August uh, called Matterfall, which is their sort of take on a platformer hmm. 
run and gun bullet hell shooter, sort of like Outland, if you remember that game. Or Contra. Well, do you remember Outland? It was sort of like Ikruga meets, yeah, Contra. So we'll see. But that's coming out in just a few months, and to have two of their games come out in one year is interesting. Well, and you're a big fan of twin stick shooters. As a matter of fact, you have another update on that, right? Which is Flint Hook. Flint Hook, which we talked about a couple episodes ago, uh, for PS4, finally got a pro controller mode, um, which lets you aim with one stick and shoot with the other. Nice. Um, although after playing it, I was like, oh, I like the old mode better. <laughs> so, What's well, okay. It's just an yeah. alternative for those it's, who yeah. want to try it. So this brings us to our last tangent of the week. See, we're moving through these pretty quick. Yeah. Um, Watchmen mm-hmm. is in development as a television series. Okay. Can I say what I want to say? I know what you're going to say. Stop making Watchmen adaptations. Let it be. <laughs> Let it be. Well, people didn't like Zack Snyder's super uh, accurate version. Nope. That's the thing. People did like it. Other people hated it. It's almost like people can have opinions about things. And then we need to remake them all. We have to remake it so that the people that didn't like the first one like it. And the people that liked it don't like it. Then you can fight over which one's the better one. So did you hear the other thing they announced at HBO? They didn't really (sighs) announce this, but I'm going to say it anyways. I don't. Do I want to know? After the final series of Game of Thrones, they're going to relaunch Game of Thrones. Okay, almost. But still (laughs) take there. Are you serious? No. Okay. But they got seven spinoffs for Game of Thrones because they want to print money. Well, I heard it was a VR experience and a and there's a car, a theme ride. It's, and it's a white four wheel drive vehicle called The Winter Is Coming. A comic tie in. <laughs> oh, the comic tie. It started in the comics. Duncan Egg has always been comics. Really? Yeah, the short stories were converted a long time ago. Anyway, anyhow, that's a tangent that we weren't planning to go on. No. All right, so we should move right into our main event for the week. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm putting you in the spot. Okay. We're do it live. Did we plan this? Yeah, we did. You know, I only have one thing to say. What? E3 was all about I'm just seeing if you if you I know what you want me to do. But... I, I'm trying to do this without giving you a verbal cue. No, no. I, this is... Play the sound bite, Jared. Okay. 4K, 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 911, 911, 4K, 60 frames per second, 7 thirds, 7, 4K, 60 frames per second. The most powerful console ever made. Now, let's see what this monster can do. Minecraft in 4K. Uh... <laughs> uh... Okay. So, uh... We had the privilege, the pleasure. So after we recorded the last of- podcast, it, we rolled right into the Microsoft conference. Yeah, and uh, yeah, to say it was not overwhelming is probably an understatement. Microsoft is launching the Bro console, the Triple Xbox. You know, grab your Mountain Dew, grab your Doritos. Amp up with your $70 headset. And your Xbox Extreme. Xbonix. Xbonix. The name is Xbox One X. X. Yeah. Or Xbox XXX. They should have just called it the Xbox Two. Nobody would have expected it. Yeah, because who knew Microsoft <laughs> could count? 
Um, what what were your what was your takeaway from the newest, most powerful console ever made? Actually, I like Project Scorpio is a name better. Scorpio was a better name, just like when <laughs> Nintendo. Nintendo had the always messes it up. Revolution Dolphin was so much better than. <laughs> I've been saying that for a decade now. Uh, so, so I don't know who's going to buy this. Well, what I will say about uh, Microsoft's press conference in comparison to Sony's is they're giving everybody who buys Forza a Porsche. <laughs> That's not true, but they showed off a car for all the bros <laughs> out there that will never be able to buy that car. I don't <laughs> Hey, how many teraflops does that car have? Six. And is it in 4K? Does it have HDR driving? Yeah, yeah, it, does. it is. It's okay. in it's in Life K. Life K. <laughs> how many pixels is that? Uh, enough, enough. Um, so Microsoft did show off a breadth of games. They did show off some games, some that aren't coming to other consoles. Well, technically, forty games is what they showed off. Yeah. No, they were all winners, um, but we got a release date for Cuphead, yes. which is a Microsoft exclusive for now. Um, timed exclusive, which this conference was just littered with time. Yeah, there wasn't really any big exclusive. That's the thing. Microsoft didn't have a Halo. A Halo. I mean, they showed off Assassin's Creed as their big game for the which for the is multi-platform, one, but that's going everywhere, and that wasn't even impressive. And Anthem. They premiered the Anthem. Anthem, E3, or EAs. EAs. EAs, E3s. Bioware, E3, AAs. Uh, game of Destiny, Destiny 5. Although, I mean, after watching it, the mobility in that game looked fun, but that's all they really showed. Yeah. yeah. Jetpacks. Uh, jetpacks. Yeah. And you can go underwater in its seamless transition, and they can fire at you from up above the water. Oh, my gosh. It's so immersive. <laughs> um. Uh, again, I mean, they showed showed that off way too 4K. much. Four K, four K HDR teraflop. So ten eighty. Even if it, it, we're picking on Microsoft, but I think unfortunately, four K was the buzz phrase of the year. It's, it's, oh, good God! Everybody, yeah. everybody used it. And sixty frames a second. Oh, sixty FPS. What, so what? they showed off a few other games. They showed off Metro, which was visually really cool. They didn't show off the gameplay too much. No, um, I thought it was it was funny. So my daughter Alex was here when we started watching. And we're all watching as they do the gameplay trailer premiere. And we look over and I'm like, I wonder what this is. And Alex goes, it's a Metro game. Yeah, that's what I thought when I first saw it. Because it was in a, a Metro tunnel. And then it, and Metro goes outside. Yeah. On a train. Yeah. Meat train. Meat. Midnight meat train Metro. <laughs> uh let's see so they also showed off crackdown three yeah which we talked about that in the last episode and they got terry cruz which was cool i love terry cruz terry cruz makes most things better um again it didn't look different than crackdown one or two other than it was in but it has the power six, 60 frames a second you of know the cloud teraflops and cloud yeah. which none of that it actually meant anything um, and that was about it. Yeah. They didn't have any big surprises. The biggest surprise out of their press conference, in my opinion, was with this most powerful console ever made, they had nothing about VR, which was last nope. year's trend. They're staying away from VR. I I can't say that's a, a not a smart decision. I think it's a smart decision. 
Yeah. Um, well, that means that now the only one of the main consoles that is on that bandwagon is Sony. And they committed to it four years ago. Yeah. Um, but I don't see the Sony say uh, PlayStation VR is selling like hotcakes. They yeah. just the adoption rate's got to be fairly low. Yeah. So Microsoft's playing it safe there, and it's not, And I think that's actually despite the Xbox X X four or whatever it is. Everything about this conference was playing it safe. Yeah. There was nothing upsetting. There was nothing revelatory. There was no experimentation. They didn't mm-hmm. introduce a new concept. Well, there there was one takeaway before we move into the other press conferences was there was one game that looked legitimately fun. I don't know what your take was on um, Sea of Thieves. We finally saw gameplay from that game. Yeah. It looks different. It looks fun. It looks interesting. But I don't see it as your next Halo or your next Gears of War. No. No, it is not your next AAA game. Yeah, it looks like a fun multiplayer game yeah. where you play as pirates, which, hey, that's cool. Yeah. But, uh, all right, so after Microsoft, we had Bethesda. Bethesda Land. It was the Bethesda Land theme. Yep. Uh, this was the press conference that if you were on the East Coast, you had to ask mom permission to stay up and watch because it didn't start till midnight. I told myself I wasn't going to watch it. Well, then my wife and I watched it in bed. Um, not what you're thinking. Um, you're stop. not supposed to add in bed to everything. I'm sorry. I can play my Switch in bed, too. Um, There's so much I want to <laughs> say right now. But uh, what do you think? Uh, I, I was pretty underwhelmed by Bethesda this year. Well, first off, I put in my notes, um, Bethesda will not rest until Skyrim is running on every single device in the world. If it's not on your TI-83 calculator, they're not going to stop. No, that just means they can resell it to you because they know you'll buy it. Your next car navigation system will have Skyrim on it. (laughs) (laughs) That could actually be fun. (laughs) You actually have to drive. With the three voice actors that they actually have in the game doing voiceover narration for navigation. Hey, I was happy about the Skyrim announcement on Switch because I can scan one of my many toys brought to life that we were talking about and play as Link in Skyrim. Finally. Finally. Nah, nah, what do you mean finally? There's been a mod to do that for like seven years. It's officially supported by Nintendo, Sean. It's and not legit until Nintendo's Well, it. speaking of mods, did you know that Bethesda is not going to let you not pay for mods? They keep reintroducing the paid mod content thing. Yeah, that whole thing. What do they call that? The creation, creation club. club. Creation. Yeah, where they are. So, I don't know who thinks this is ever really going to be a good idea. I was going to say, didn't Steam try this a while ago too? Steam try? No, they tried it on in Steam. Yeah. Uh, paid mods, and then of course, as they move to the Bethesda store, you have to have a Bethesda login on the. You know, Fallout 4 and and uh, Skyrim Special Edition. Because I think they were trying to push the Nexus mod and, and all the PC mod community out. And it's good in that they're allowing mod support for consoles, right? We've been arguing for that for years. But now you got to pay Jared to make Jared's recolor texture sign mod? No. No. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. 
it's not a huge selling point. I mean, for the people that go through and develop really good mods and giving it, giving them an option to monetize them. Sure. Um, yeah, but, but you know what? That's not something that should be leading off your press conference. Exactly. It's not a game seller. It's not for everybody. It's a very... It's actually going to harbor more ill will. It's it's Horse yeah. Armor 3.0. 4.0. Are we at 4 now? Yeah. Okay. Um. So they did show off some more things. VR. Yeah. They're all in on VR. We saw, we saw not at the press conference, but we did see Skyrim VR. That's mm-hmm. what was in Sony's. We saw Fallout 4 VR. Now these are basically you can play those games in VR. So but, here's the thing, I don't know if you caught this. It is not free movement. It isn't like you walk around in those environments. The controllers don't with the motion controllers, the hand controllers, they don't natively support traversal. So instead what somebody playing Skyrim VR or I imagine Fallout 4 VR will be doing is blipping like micro teleports you see a place in front of you you click on it you go there now you have the option to use a traditional controller but if you want the full immersive vr experience with like the move controllers or the vive controllers you're locating a place on the map you push a button you teleport to it i saw that in the surprise vr announcement of doom yes which is not doom that came out Last year, it's like its own thing. Yeah, it's uh, VFR. Yeah. Which I can't imagine what which that could stand for. that whole blipping or teleporting was highly advertised. I didn't see it in the others. Yeah, it, um, they didn't show it, but okay. it's actually, that's the motion. And that... So know. that's not immersive to me. I mean... I don't know. We, we've talked about this before. So basically, their three big games in the last five years are getting VR support. Let us know if that is something that excites you. It does not excite Sean or I. No. Um, I mean, cool. I mean, Doom in VR will probably give me nightmares and seizures because of just the chaotic nature of that game. Yeah. Even if you're just blipping. But uh, I, I don't know. But there was one good game, one game that really kind of excited me. Dishonored 2's standalone expansion. They're following the last, or not the last of us, the Uncharted model. No. No, I I actually have not played any of the Dishonored games. I think you'd like them. Um, I like Dishonored one. I watched somebody else play it. Yeah. Um, I didn't buy Dishonored two yet. You should. I, I'll buy them when they're on discount. They are. The first one's like twenty dollars right now. Oh, I own it. I have it. Oh. I just haven't played it myself. Oh. And and I'm not a huge fan of stealth games. But they don't. You don't have to. That's the great thing about that game is it doesn't lock you into the stealth design. Well, so this is a side story for Dishonored two. Yeah. So I, I may pick it up. I don't know. That's not one that like excited me. The one that excited me actually was Enemy Within Two. No, I, I'm doing this. No, on purpose, I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. Um, I see your list. <laughs> Enemy Within Two looked interesting. It looked creepier than Resident Evil has ever looked. It's just Outlast with a higher budget. Yeah. I mean, I was. They spent a lot of time on it. Um, like I said, it looks. Creepier and I don't than Resident like Evil, survival but... horror games. I I just they bore me. Not even Resident Evil? Um, I kind of grew out of them. Resident Evil 4 was kind of the pinnacle for me. That's honestly the pit- pinnacle for the series, but yeah. And and after that, I'm like, I don't need this anymore. What about Dead Space? So I like the Dead Space games. Okay. But still, I'm kind of like, eh. Yeah. Eh. No, Take I it or leave it. But the game that got you 
Yes. Was. Was Wolfenstein. Two. Yes. The the second in the latest series of Machine Games. Let take me, on the series. Just the, the alternate universe Wolfenstein. Yeah. Which I loved the last Wolfenstein game. I really, really enjoyed it. I, I still haven't gotten a chance to play the Old Blood, which was the expansion. Which was pretty much a standalone game. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this one continues the storyline into the 70s, I think. 60s or 70s? Looks 50s, 60s, yeah. Well, it's it's after the Nazis have taken over the universe or whatever. And yeah. With their steampunk pseudo-magical stuff. Giant spider mechs. And, yeah, dog mechs controlled by a little girl. Um, the one thing I will say is... Bethesda spent a lot of time showing story elements mm-hmm. and not a lot of time showing gameplay. Yep. And I kind of feel like Wolfenstein and Doom, which were so closely related in their genesis, actually are starting to feel very similar again. Um, I know they're different development teams, but I kind of got a Doom vibe from the frenetic action. And I didn't. I mean, Doom, I don't know. I felt like Doom was like a just a pure arcade experience where they didn't focus on the story elements. Whereas the last Wolfenstein and this one, they're focusing more on that narrative. Hmm. That narrative in the last doom game was completely optional. Just if you want to go to the end goal, you don't even have to read the stupid hollow tape that tells you about the doom guy, but I have to do that. Well, that's you, but it was optional. Whereas in Wolfenstein, it takes you out of the action. You can't avoid it to do a cut scene or something. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but um, I don't. I didn't get that from that. Well, I guess it was maybe the presentation, right? So when we first saw Doom, when they announced it, it's the the Space Marine waking up on a slab. Yeah. And in, there was a very definite parallel in the mm-hmm. way that they introduced the new Wolfenstein. Yeah. So anyway, maybe it's just that thematic thing that made the mental connection for me. Yeah, I'm curious to see what they'll do with this one. I mean, I, I don't think they played their whole hand during the conference. I'm no. sure there's going to be some unexpected stuff with it. Um, just, uh, yeah, let us know what you think. Okay, moving on to Sony. Ugh, Sony. <laughs> Sony, Sony this year was all about video games. They didn't have any new hardware. Which is fine. They didn't officially retire the Vita which we've been waiting for that to officially happen for like five years. So let's let's talk about last year. Sure. Sony was riding high. They were they had a lot of stuff to show off. They had a really good press conference. They had a live orchestra. Mm-hmm. They are pulling a Microsoft this year, in my opinion. They're sort of resting on their laurels and not pushing themselves. We saw a lot of games that we had already seen. Games that the we knew last year were coming. E3 or the PlayStation Experience Conference thing. Well, we also saw games that were at E3 last year that were big announcements last year. Yeah. And it was basically the same script this year. Yeah. And the biggest thing out of Sony's press conference, um, compared to a few others, like Bethesda, these are all coming out within the next six months or year. But, yeah. Um, Microsoft's. They gave us solid release dates for a lot of stuff. Sony's was like, hey, you've seen these games before. When are they coming out? Eh, sometime. We got early 2018 for God of War. Did we even get a release date for Spider-Man? No. So I don't know what's coming out this year from Sony. Uh, I believe the only thing that really stuck on 
in my brain on this. Hold on. I'm thinking. That's my brain. <laughs> You're rooting in your brain. Yeah. Uh, it was Horizons expansion. I yeah. think that's coming yeah. out. This that, was a, that was the one surprise. Which I was it. happy with. You know, I'm like, uh, more Horizon? Okay. I'm yeah. good with that. Um, I like Aloy. I like her world. Um, and a matter of fact, I went back and started playing more of that this week because of that trailer. It reminded me that I'm a really bad person when it comes to finishing games. But, uh, no, Spider-Man looked amazing, I thought. And yeah, they ended their press conference with like a 10, 15 minute demo on Spider-Man and it looks solid. Um, my hope is they're doing with Spider-Man what, uh, Rocksteady did for the Arkham series. Yes. A standalone universe. Well, it's Insomniac, so there's a good chance. They know how to make superhero games. Yeah. And they know how to make superhero games with characters who have broad uh, methods of traversal. Yeah. So if you think back to the infamous games, you know, you had a multiple ways that you could, could do things. What are you looking at? You Is it the same developer? Insomniac, yeah. You it, sure? It, I'm pretty Anyhow. sure. Um, it's yeah. not Naughty Dog. No, it's Naughty Dog. <laughs> Spider-Man looks good. We don't know narratively yeah. how it's going to go. Um, but they they showed off some some solid gameplay. Um, we're getting a remake of Shadow of the Colossus. What's yeah, your take I don't, on that? I don't know why. I think the HD remaster is fine. I don't need super crisp graphics. Actually, I kind of like the fuzzy grayness of the original. Yeah, Spider-Man, Insomniac. I'm looking at it right no, now. No, no, it's the same developer, but they didn't do uh, Infamous. That's oh. what I was saying. No, it was Ratchet and They Clank. did Resistance. And Resistance and Sunset Overdrive. That's the one. That's... Yeah, yeah. So You're right. I, I was wrong. Fact-checking it. So See, this is accuracy in journalism. <laughs> um, So we saw the one game. Let's say we, we did uh, Your Horizon. We saw Spider-Man. Shadow of the Colossus, not done by um, Sony. It's right. uh, uh, Blue Blue Point. And by the way, it was Sly. Sly's creator, Sucker Punch. Yeah, Sly. I had to think about that for a second. Detroit. Detroit is another David Cage game, which will be beautiful and soulless. And just weird. But yeah. I mean, this looks weirder. <laughs> it looks interesting. Every one of his games is... I mean, ever since Fahrenheit. Yeah. Which I loved the first three quarters this, of that game. This definitely looks like the most budget he's had. Uh, well, Heavy Raid had a lot of budget. Yeah, it, and it, so it really did, did. Uh, the other one with. Uh, oh, with uh, Ellen Page. Ellen Page. Ellen yeah. Page, Ghost Girl. Ghost Girl. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It looked it looked interesting. They looked like a lot of more choice and narrative than the previous ones. I mean it. It's still cinematic know. movies, effectively. I think yeah. that your gameplay is very limited in his. He doesn't they, really care about gameplay. No, and but they focused a lot on that game too. Yeah. As and I think it is coming out this. But year. it's pretty. Yeah. Um. The the elephant in the room, the Hydra in the room, if you will. God of War. God of War. We got some more. We got some more gameplay. We got some more cutscenes. We got a I, giant snake trying to talk to people, which was weird. I love God of War. I love those games. The pinnacle was God of War 3. Mm-hmm. Um, Ascension was good from a gameplay standpoint, but from a narrative, it didn't make any sense. 
Well, it's because they were trying to milk the narrative for everything they could. That's fine. How do you tell a prequel after you've already established a bunch of stuff? This did not stand out. I mean, it looks great. I, it looks good. I don't know how to feel about it. I, I Did you like the originals? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I actually bought the uh, limited edition PS3 that came with all three God of Wars. Oh, okay. And a so I would custom say red. You're probably a fan. I am a fan. The game. I the, love quick time events. They're awesome. They're the best. They need to bring them back. Um, <laughs> gameplay looked actually slower than. Yeah. The, there's none of that kind of frantic, frantic, insane flinging things around. A yeah. bunch of get, getting attacked by multiple monsters He's got at once. The Molnir of axes now. He can throw it and it comes back yeah, to him. I, why did they need to make this him? Why couldn't they make him a god of war from a different mythology? So if you want to get like theoretical tier. here, I think this is a trans- transitional game. I think this is his last. I think they're going to pass the torch. The last one was his last because he died. No, he didn't. He fell off a cliff. Oh, yeah, that wouldn't kill a god. You're right. Yeah. Anyway. After he killed all the gods. No, I no, I seriously I think this is this is a transitional game where they're gonna get rid of Kratos. They're gonna it's a swan song. They're making him more human or you don't agree I mean, that's what they're aiming he, for. He he had his saga. He did. The story but, doesn't need to continue. I don't know. People have a, a weird place in their hearts for Kratos. It's He's like a, Master Chief. I don't need another Master Chief game. It can only be Master Chef, okay? <laughs> it can't be. They tried it with another guy, and everybody said, "Hey, we want more Master Chief." Well, it's because they did a crappy job with that guy. Yeah, and actually, the actor who played him in in the, the motion capture was great. Mike Coulter is great, but the narrative and the marketing screwed up Halo. Um, that's completely secondarily. Yeah, we tangent. Yeah. Um, no, my problem really here is if we want to do God of War as a concept. If you want to tell uh, another God of War story, another it doesn't have to be a Greek tragedy. It could be, oh, I don't know, the story of um, some Norse guy who has to kill Tyr and find Tyr's hand or something, you know, to become the God of War. And he could, or it could be an Egyptian God of War, or it could be. I think we're going to get that. We're doing. They're doing the Norse. I think it's. I think it's a hook. Uh, what do you call it? A hook. Bait and switch. Bait and switch. Okay. I think that's what they're doing with this. So their son, you think the son is the main character? I don't even know if it's the son. I just think there's going to be some, I think Kratos is going to redeem himself. He can't. He, that character cannot redeem himself. I was going to say, um, <laughs> you look at the millions of people that character <laughs> killed when there were only like 2 million people on the planet. Yeah. Um, but I think they're going to send him out on this one. I could be wrong. Okay. They could play it safe. Like you said, like this E3 could just be another example of that. Yeah. Here's Kratos. He's old now. Old um, Kratos. Like old it, man Logan. It it's all sun. in fashion. It could be somebody else. It could be, you know, a character we haven't seen in the game yet. That Kratos could be the son of Kratos with his own son. Okay, we're done. But anyhow, <laughs> I'm excited for God of War, even though there wasn't much to be excited about, I should say. Well, you like the brand, and it has a history and an emotional value to you. Stop <laughs> rationalizing it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, let's all just sit in these press conferences and scream and clap because we're journalists. Overall, Sony, uh, it was miserable. It was really miserable. It was hard to watch. It was really hard to watch. Um, Again, there wasn't much in the exclusive realm. They showed off the DLC for Uncharted again. 
Yeah, which okay. is coming out like next month, I think. Yeah, that is one thing we're getting this year. Um, the side story, yeah, yeah. with the hot chicks, and, and they showed off a ton of VR stuff. Yeah, well, they they've kind of put all their eggs in that basket. Yeah, and they so. got to do something to make it. There's still no killer app, and we've talked about that like 15 times. Um, it wasn't in the press conference, but it was announced shortly before Undertale is coming to PS4 and Vita. Yes, and if you don't know how to play Undertale, look it up before you play it the first time. No, because don't. it completely changes the way don't, you play. No, don't. <laughs> don't look it up. Don't spoil it for yourself. Just say everybody should coexist. Oh, come on. Have a heart. Um, shall we move into the next one? Uh, well, I don't think I have a choice. Okay. Well, and, and luckily it wasn't a press conference, so we don't have to talk about all the... Before we move into that, let me talk to you about the big thing that irritated me mm-hmm. about all of these press conferences. Okay. They're not press conferences. No, they're video compilations now. On top of that, they seed the room... With YouTubers and fanboys. So, and here's, well, here's the old man Sean no, no, conversation. No no no, 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 no. They don't necessarily seed them with all because uh, what did they show off? Was it Sony showed off Battlefront, right? That was in Sony's. That was EA. Was it EA's? It was EA. There was something in Sony's where they... Well, there was a Sony Battlefront, they, yeah. They showed a video and they cut to the audience. No, it was the end. The end of Sony's conference. Yes. It just ended, and they cut to the room, and everybody was sitting there like, is that it? Is there, is there more? Is, it, is this a trick? Is this it? And then the people that were you know filming it didn't know to cut away to the hosts, whatever you were watching. It was that awkward. But yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying, but I mean, there were multiple opportunities where it was Battlefront. They cut to the audience. It was like, oh, okay. And, and I'm going to get my old man Sean hat on here. Put it on. Old man signs. Back when I was a reporter for video game news. In the early 1900s? Yes. Mm, buy yes. one. Get your paper, sir. <laughs> Latest news. Back when I worked for the newspaper, you didn't have these kinds of reactions at these press conferences. Partially because they weren't broadcast as marketing. You know, you couldn't watch E3 from home back then. These were professional journalists sitting in for a briefing of a product briefing. And to have a bunch of professional journalists who were supposed to be at least somewhat neutral, granted it's, you know, we're not reporting about world peace, you're reporting about a commercial industry, but come on, to be screaming and acting like fanboys and and I saw journalists doing this. Yeah. Well, here's the other thing, it's not a press conference anymore it's a it's a consumer event i mean i was watching some videos and some of the the people that were reporting on it said they had to wait in lines for two hours to play a game for five minutes and so they could date it well this is the first year that e3 has really embraced the public um they've allowed limited public attendance the last few years but this year they actually sold passes and said a certain percentage of the public are going to be able to get in. And, you know, when it was just the press and it was just the the manufacturing companies and the publishing partners, which is what it was when I went, it was still packed. And you still had to wait in lines to play games. Or you went to a behind-the-door showing and right. it was only for the media, not for the buyers or any of those folks. Well, now you let the, pre- the press commingle 
with the public and the YouTubers. And again, I, I kind of beat up on YouTubers because I, I, I don't see them as a legitimate. They're being manipulated, right? These are fans who get manipulated for the purpose of a commercial enterprise. Well, yeah, I mean, there's both sides of that coin, right? I and mean, they're manipulating the companies to get free product, too. Yeah, but. I mean, there's been plenty of opportunities where you see them doing uh, Star Fox Zero. If you remember when Star Fox Zero was coming out, Nintendo was hitting the YouTubers hard, and all of yeah. these YouTubers got access to Miyamoto, which in the past had been unheard of. Yes. Um, no, I mean, yeah. You, you know, had to be the biggest publication to get access and you could tell their lines were completely drafted and approved and went through a, mm -hmm. a review process. There's no ethics. What, yeah. That's the other thing. There's nothing ethical about it. So, no, I, I, I agree with that side of you. I think they're, they're legitimate YouTubers that are pushing the envelope. And, and I kind of not. I, I get what you're saying. Overall, I kind of think PAX should stay PAX. Yeah. And E3 should continue to be an industry event. But. I think it's the media in general. That's not just YouTubers. That's news places and every place true. else. If you want to make that argument, but, um, that's a whole okay. other episode. We should do that episode. We keep talking about it. I just think I would be too depressed afterwards and have to go drink heavily. That's that sounds great. No. Um, <laughs> anything else to say on that? No. Let's let's Before transition you... over to the uh, video um, prepared video statement by Nintendo. <laughs> now we cut to a prepared video conference. Anyhow, Nintendo did their thing this year that they've done for the past three or four years. They don't hold a press conference. They play a video that's live on YouTube, like you know. And that's but they it. were present on the show floor. Yeah, and they and did done that. Do... They just demo. Um, yeah. They do their treehouse thing, live, live uh, gameplay. They get the developers to come out. Honestly, they have the most interesting presence there. I mean, you may not agree with the games, but they do. No, I yeah. Nintendo always had the best booth at e3 yeah. you know but they get the, they get the actual developers on they ask them questions about the game they ask them you know why are we seeing this now why isn't it coming to switch yep etc um let's talk about some of the things they and we're going to go out of order of what they did but first off this year was a complete in my opinion it was an apology for last year <laughs> sorry we made uh, Metro Prime Federation Force. We uh, we're so sorry. Um, we're giving you Metroid Prime, and we're giving you a 2D remake of Metroid Two for the 3DS. So both pl both platforms are getting a Metroid game. We didn't see any footage of Metroid Prime Four. It's got to be so early they're not going to show anything. Um, but I still think it, that JPEG was better than Microsoft's press conference. It was hope. <laughs> So you and I were both watching it, yeah, and uh, we were both tweeting yeah. at the same time. And I, I, if you go back and listen to the last episode of this podcast, you'll say that there were three things yeah. Nintendo yeah. could do <laughs> to get me to buy a Switch. And you're not you're not the only one. I I knew several people where I work and a couple of their friends, and they're like, you know, this this. This is going to help me guide my decision if I'm going to get the Switch this year. And there were plenty of bullet points that were met for the criteria of all of you. You and a couple yes. other people. Your criteria. Um, was Metroid on there? Yes. Metroid was on there. Another thing we'll talk more about, Xenoblade was on there. Yes. Um, another criteria for a couple people I knew, Rocket League is coming to the Switch with cross-play functionality. Except for PS4 because... 
And that's so They don't want to dilute Sony's uh, experience for its players. At Nintendo's in, but Sony's <laughs> like, we need to. Yeah, know, this, have a- this is wacky world. So let's back up to Metroid. We're getting two Metroid games. We're getting the traditional 2D format that people have been wanting Nintendo to bring out for years. It's coming out in less than six months. It, it's made by the developers of um, uh, Shadow of Darkness or yeah. uh, uh, Castlevania. Castlevania um, Symphony of War. No, it's Symphony no, of- the last two. Shadow of. Oh, oh, yes. Um, God, my brain just catalyzed. No, Lords like- of Shadow. Lords of Shadow. Sorry, sorry. That's it. Um, they're bringing some melee elements. It's a remake of Metroid Two, which does not really hold up to di- by today's standards. No. But in terms of the Metroid lore, um, story it's a very wise, important game. It's a actually. very important game. Um, they're bringing in some new elements into this game of sort of melee and sort of powers and stuff. I mean, they're, it's not going to change fundamentally what Metroid is, but it is a nice two D Metroid from from Nintendo. What did you think of that? No, not your no, no. This is the problem. First off, the tease with Prime Four. Uh, I'm sitting there, and I even—I I believe I tweeted this. <laughs> Damn you, Nintendo! <laughs> Damn you! Because I was like, eh, I got another year, maybe two years before I have to buy a Switch. It'll give them time to build up the library. I already knew, you know, Xenoblade was coming, and I'd already stated I'm going to buy it. I love the Xeno games. Then they do the prime thing and I'm like great so I better reserve one now because it'll only print five copies of the damn game mm-hmm. and it'll only be available for five minutes well and we can come back to the supply problems around Nintendo lately but um now I am even thinking about like, getting a 2DS XL super deluxe really you're wow because I love Metroid I've always loved Metroid. I didn't think you liked it that much why I don't know. I just, because I just don't talk about it all the time? I, I, maybe that's why. Okay. So that's interesting. This game sold you on getting a 2DS. Potentially. I don't know. I probably just Are buy you a just, 3DS. Is it, has it just been that long since Metroid's out? I think that's the problem. <laughs> you know, we had well, Other M and uh, Federation uh, Force. No, but the last Blast good... Blast Ball, Sean. Hey, Blast Ball. You know what? The last good 2D side-scrolling Metroid games came out on the on the DS. Uh, no. Metroid Prime? Or no, what was it? Um, the one that was a remake of the original Metroid. Um, that was the Game Boy Advance. Was it a GBA game? Yes. Okay. You had Metroid Zero Mission. Zero Mission. Which came out the same day as Metroid Prime. That was like the Metroid yes. Mecha day. And then they did Zero Mission a few years later um, on the Game Boy Advance. We did not get... We got for the... D- for the DS, we got Metroid Prime Hunters. Hunters, which I didn't like. Which was a first-person shooter experiment. Yeah. And then on the 3DS, we got Federation Force. No, so you're right. It's um, Wow, it's GBA. It goes back that far. That's the last time. That was the last other than, 2D Metroid. Other than the the Wii ports for Prime, which yeah. I still love. Yeah. Um, the last 2D side-scroller that I enjoyed was That's Zero Mission. So And so... Getting Metroid 2, which is a game I haven't played since I was like 15 or 16, yeah. I'm I'm jazzed. I'm, I'm really I'm excited. really excited. The only thing could be better is if they actually announced a real Castlevania, which is not going to happen <sighs> because that's not Nintendo. Konami. 
and Konami has spent so much good. Wouldn't it be amazing if Konami's like, hey, Nintendo, could you help us out? We want to make a Castlevania game on the Switch. No. <laughs> Which Bloodstained, actually, we get to see more I'm of. I'm not excited for that. It, it doesn't it looks look weird. Good. It looks weird. But Anyhow, uh, one last thing on Metroid Prime 4. It was the assumption that Retro Games was working on this that is not true. They're really? Not. Well, see, they didn't say. Yeah, no, people asked them about it. and Which means Retro is working on something else. Yeah, and which we did not see again this year. Is it another Geist? I don't know. Which, strangely enough, was a good series of games. Um, I'm, People I'm don't sure. remember it. So the people that we... So there's there's a, there's some uncertainty there okay. with Metro Prime. Since Retro is not behind it, there's, there's a chance it could be good. We don't know. But at least it's... Metroid Prime 4, we know it's going to be first person. We know it's going to be on the Switch. That's all we know. Uh, next, maybe not for you, but for a lot of people, this was a selling point. They didn't show, again, they didn't show anything about this. Pokemon is getting an actual RPG actual. on the Switch. But not, and they also, strangely, also announced the two Ultra games. Yeah, a week prior to E3, they announced basically their... Pokemon's basically an annual franchise at this point. Yes. Maybe no, I think they do two. They take a year off and they do. Well, two. they usually do two and then they do one. They and, no, they stop that uh, with. Uh, I thought they did. What was it? Uh, black one and black or white. Well, black and white one and two. And... Yeah, I guess that's true. Anyhow, which were DS games? Yeah, we're getting more. If you like Pokemon, there's no problem. There's plenty of Pokemon. And you get Pokemon Tournament, and, which they did. Show. Sun and Moon got really high reviews. Um, you've got Pokemon Tournament, which was really good fighting game. You can actually play on the same screen for the yep. Switch. That was the dumbest thing for the Wii U. <laughs> you, if you wanted to play in the same room, one person had to play on the gamepad, and one person had to play on the TV. We can actually play on the same screen. This concept of sharing it's screen crazy. real estate. When you have a TV that's 40 to 70 inches, you yeah. should have plenty of space. I think there's enough room there. Um, so Pokemon is there. Uh, Xenoblade, we got a... They kind of led with that. Xenoblade, um, also called Watch the Little Boy Touch the Boob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was it was weird. weird. <laughs> um, what are you doing? I'm bonding with her by putting your hands on her breasts to draw out her power. Only the Japanese, man. Yeah. Um, we got some early looks at Nintendo's... Um, I don't know how to, how to phrase it because they're both they're both competing for cuteness. It's like... You have Kirby. Kirby and Yoshi. Who's adorable. And then Yoshi's like, oh, Kirby, you used to be really cute, but I'm cuter now. That's what we need. Kirby and Yoshi team-up game. That would be awesome. I'd, I'd play it's called Kawhi Killer. <laughs> uh, Kirby didn't look... No, it didn't look, look like Kirby. Yeah. Yoshi, on the other hand, they're sort of doing a, a flip mechanic flip. of the yep. 2D. And it looks more like Yoshi's story where you... It's sort of like 2D. It's got the board. Yeah. Yeah. Um, looked adorable. I think everybody that I saw watch the video went, oh, oh. So, I mean, those are coming out next I, year. For the record, I did not. I don't. I wasn't there to watch. I, I can't. I can't. I'm just making this clear. Deny that. My actual reaction was, oh. <laughs> Again. We got, uh, no, nothing about Smash. Nope. Nothing about Smash. My heart wept for that. I really want them just to port the Wii U one at a character. I think they're waiting. I think they've got enough yeah, big games. I agree, and we can. I, I'm going to talk about that later. But this year's solid in terms of game releases. Yeah. We've got enough. for a change. For a change, the last few year, years have not been solid. 
And then last... Hey, have, have we mentioned Federation Force? Hey, Federation Force. You may not think it's or, Metroid. Or what, what was it? Steam Fighters or whatever? Oh. Agents uh, of Steam. Codename Steam. Codename Steam. Pretty good game. Not a not a system seller, but it's, it's a solid strategy game, Sean. Okay. But it's not for everybody. Um, let's talk about the um, chomp... Chain Chomp in the room. Chain Chomp. <laughs> Mario Odyssey. So, Super Mario Odyssey, you need to watch this trailer. If you haven't already, watch yeah. the trailer they debuted. At first, I was like, Monster Hunter on the Switch? And nope, it's Mario's hat on a dinosaur. I, I can't no, see. No, it's Mario the Possessing Italian. So, when we saw Mario Come Odyssey uh, in January with the Switch reveal stuff... We saw, oh, you can throw his hat. This one, he can throw his hat. What do you do? In this one, he can you find throw out his why. Hat. He can throw his hat on not everything, but mostly everything. And he can take, it's called capturing. Uh, possession. possession. It's of, demonic. He can become a bullet bill. He can become a chain chomp. A chain chomp. He can become a stack of Goombas. He can become a cheap cheap. He can become a dinosaur. He can become a taxi. He can become a electricity. He can become a frog. Oh my gosh. And there's rumors that Pauline is coming back. No, Pauline's in it. She's guaranteed in it. She's a CEO she's, now or something. She's the mayor of New Donk City. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, it always broke Sean's brain, but the uh, the first <coughs> world you go to is called New Donk City. Hey, that's a hell of a <laughs> career path. There's a lot of uh, references to Donkey Kong. Talk about she's shattering the glass ceiling. She's actually... The singer of the song that's going to be in the game that was in the trailer called I'll Be Your One-Up Girl. We played that at the beginning of this episode. This looks insane. It looks like they everybody's criticisms of Mario of like, you're playing it too close. You've got, it looks like the old Mario's. Just give us, they're like, fine. You can be a dinosaur. You look like an actual dinosaur. Yeah. Um, It's, It's impressive, actually. You need to watch. I, I don't understand how two players gonna work well they showed that off at the treehouse i know it looks dumb it's not mario i was hoping mario and luigi at the same time but they're not doing that they're sort of doing no you play as the hat you play as the hat it sort of looks like the element they had in mario galaxy so it's kind of like super mario galaxy where you're playing a star with your wiggle and flick um every time i watch the trailer where it's going through each of his costumes and i giggle i giggle like a little little boy um we'll link to that okay no, what what are your takes? I just no, I'm I just, I'm interested. I just it, went all over on that place. Um, it looks insane. As as much as I play to my character on this podcast about being Mister Anti Nintendo, I mean, I am the one sitting here at the table with the Zelda shirt on, and it's not one I put on just because I want to be ironic. Um, Mario has never been the big seller for me on Nintendo games, right? But. I enjoy Mario games and this looks like an open world kind of explore Mario and it's kind of breath of the Mario. Yeah. Yeah. I got that too. So we'll have to see. I, this is a completely new approach for Nintendo yeah. where they've been embracing the open world. Yeah. In their own way. Not well, sort it, of... it's limited. There's still invisible walls, right? Yeah. A lot of people said they made parallels to Banjo and Kazooie for this one. Hmm. Big open environments, yep. collecting little things and mechanics tied to. And I was like, "Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that should have been what ukulele was." But now Nintendo's coming out with their own. 
Um, last thing on the Nintendo was Rocket League is getting a release. This was another selling point for some people. It's getting exclusive Nintendo costumes and cars. I'm telling you, if they don't have like Wario's car, are or they getting a Mercedes? <laughs> the Mercedes DLC tie-in. <laughs> <laughs> they should. Um, and it's crossplay with Xbox and PC. Minecraft for the Switch is going to be crossplay. Which all of PC. the Minecrafts are going to be crossplay. The only player, like we mentioned earlier, is Sony is not embracing crossplay. I don't know why. Yeah, their their reasons make no sense. So the fact that you're going to be able to sign in with your Xbox Live account on a Nintendo console, because that's how they're doing it, mm-hmm. is in Steam to me. But this is the world I we actually, live in. I think we're moving towards the idea of games as an ecosystem. Yeah. Which the hardware platforms, we're getting away from them. Though, you know, Microsoft just spent 45 minutes of a two-hour conference talking about hardware. Yeah. But... The idea that we don't need the hardware. We want the account. We want the access. We want a service. Which yeah. has always been Nintendo. Nintendo's yeah. always been about the service. Yeah. Not an open con, yeah. you know, service. Within but, their own ecosystem. But they want you in their ecosystem. Um, my, uh, bleh. Nintendo showed off a couple more things in Treehouse. Nothing groundbreaking. Metroid wasn't even in their video. Metroid uh, Samus Returns. That wasn't even right. in their video. That was like the first hour of Treehouse. Ever Oasis, that actually came out mm-hmm. this week. It's getting decent reviews. Um, they showed that off. They showed off some weird sushi strategy game, which I was like, eh, that's, that's all <laughs> the Japanese. You're so fun. And then they, ha- they, they didn't even focus Treehouse as much as they had in the past. They did tournaments for mm-hmm. ARMS, Pokémon um, Tournament, and Splatoon 2. So you can tell that their real focus is on the multiplayer. Yeah, and they're doing like a summer of multiplayer, which... Hey, that makes sense. But that's all. Nintendo hey. was pretty concise. They yeah. they had, I think they were the most solid. It was only their, 45 minutes, wasn't it? 25. For 25. Yeah. Well, I mean, total with the treehouse, it was like 45 minutes. No, they did treehouse for a few hours each day. Okay. For three days. But they I were the most concise in their real. message, I think. I mean, the, these are the games you're getting. Here's the little sprinkles and then move on. I, I felt like. Well, considering they can't can't even deliver quantity of consoles that people can buy them. I would disagree with that. The Switch has gone on sale. Now, I haven't seen it anywhere in the last seven months. That's not true. It's gone on sale multiple times. I know people that got them this week. So what, we got a bunch of scalpers going to the stores buying all of the free versions that come out? Yeah, there's definitely happening, but there are ways to get it. You just have to pay attention. I am not wasting that much of my time. I'll tell you when the Switch goes on sale. I think we're going to, again, we're going to get another big push, I think, in July when Splatoon com- comes out. That's like their big game until Mario, I think. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to, I don't agree that, I mean, I agree and disagree that the supply is not meeting demand right now, but the the supply is is crazy. I mean, they're selling more than they, I think it's going to outsell the Wii U by the end of the year. Well, that doesn't surprise me. So... You know, and how do you keep up with that demand? But the thing that brings me to my assumption, granted, not scientific, every store I go into that sells Nintendo has an empty cabinet. Yeah. Yeah, No, no, no. Red boxes that say nothing. You basically have to become with ninja-like, scalp-like reflexes to go in right now. I don't disagree with that. Um, So that's it for Nintendo. There was some other things, Sean. Please tell me how the PC game showcase went. I'm so curious. Oh my god, <laughs> they need to stop doing these showcases. Just stop. PC gaming is huge. 
right? We we've talked about this a few times. The amount of games, the crossovers, the love for PC gaming, it's com- we've had this complete resurgence. Great games that only really play well on PCs are just exploding in the market. Um, the PC game showcase, they got one well, whatever the name of the co-host or the host that they had do it, I forget his name. He's he's some esports announcer. Um, and he tried to be funny and he tried to have this YouTuber that he tossed off for interest segment. It just, it was bad. And Intel sponsored and Intel talked about their new processors and and I'm like, okay, great. That's, that's not a bad thing to talk about. But at the same time, they did an entire press conference for the Intel platform, the new architecture. And then they did the PC showcase at which point Intel came back and talked about their new processors. Great, Neat. whatever. But, oh my god, they just need to stop. I don't even think they need to be there. PCs are pretty solid. People are keeping up in the technology. Well, and, I don't and know who we're not for. looking for E3 for big PC announcements. Yeah. I mean... They don't have a console to sell. Well, and if you really do want PC announcements, what you're watching is the IGN coverage, or the yeah. Twitch coverage, or... You know, the, the broad media coverage that talks about all the games that are coming out. And, you know, then we get the Game Awards. That's usually the Jeff Keighley video game I watched thing. some of their stream. It was boring. It yeah. was really bad this year. I think that was the problem everybody had. So, that said, there was really one huge highlight out of that event that most people probably don't know about. XCOM. XCOM expansion. Which... Uh, I was reading an interview with the developers. They said they were they have enough in this expansion that they considered making it XCOM three. Yes, but they chose not to because narratively and everything, it made more sense to XCOM two. Yeah, and um, War of the Chosen is what it's called, yeah. and it's a huge expansion for XCOM two, uh, which has already gotten some pretty sizable expansions up to this point. Um, and <sighs> just the idea that you have a nemesis in XCOM, and these are personified aliens that you're fighting against to try and capture and counter and they respond to what you do and i mean it's another level of intelligence in the game and and, and xcom is a series that's completely earned its place in the history of pc gaming as well in the new series is really just it stands out yeah um knock my socks off it would just i was like completely speechless for like five minutes watching this going okay I guess I should finish Xbox or XCOM 2 because I'm going to need to prep for this. And I I just, I can't say enough about how good it was. Um, there were a few other indie games and PC titles that were of note, but that's the one I really wanted to draw attention to. Okay. Um, there were a few other things that were sort of highlights of the show. Ubisoft did their horrible press conference again. Well, this year at least they didn't have... Um, Aisha Tyler, yeah, kind of it, acting, okay. but it was still awkward. It was still awkward. <laughs> um, well, they but, had Miyamoto on on the Ubisoft press hey, conference. Yeah, oh, we didn't talk about that game. No, because um, it was an Ubisoft game, not a Nintendo game. But uh, yeah, that Mario Rabbids XCOM, which has been rumored for months, but to actually see the gameplay of the game, I can't say it doesn't not look good. I mean, I don't know if it's it's not a breakout title this year, but it looks fun. It looks interesting. It's XCOM. Yeah, with Mario. <laughs> and Rabbids. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think it looks cool. 
Yeah, it looks different. I mean, again, it's another Switch game. I don't know if it would sell me on a Switch, but it's there. It's there. Yeah. Um, we finally saw Beyond Good and Evil Two. Beyond. I've never played the first one. Oh, it's a great game. It's it's up there. When people talk about it, you can tell. Like Sean just said, I mean, it's it's up there. And we saw the trailer, and I've bought that game four times. It looks really interesting. It look. I would say out of everything E three. That was the one that just looked. That's the one that you're looking for something different and new, even though it's. So here's secret. the problem: we got a great cinematic. That no gameplay, but no gameplay. They did show some gameplay, alpha gameplay later on some of the focus shows. Um, it is still kind of your traditional 3D platformer kind of adventure title. Yeah, but it looks to be a prequel, which is also a little interesting. I don't, that wasn't either confirmed or denied. Is that just an assumption on your part? It, it was an assumption. I, I don't know. There's there's elements of the game that lead me to think it's before what happened in the first game. It could have been flashbacks, too. Right. right. So we don't know narratively where any of the stuff that was shown will fit. But if you were a fan of the first game, and, and here's the other thing. The person who's bringing us this game is the same person who brought us Rayman Legends. Which was, again, top-notch. He's not made bad choices in game no. design. And this is a game everybody's been crying for for 10 years. Yeah. And we're finally getting... Well, it was announced two years ago. We saw nothing last year. And they're still saying it's a ways off. Yeah. But what they did show was really kind of fun and, and really interesting looking as the setting goes. Um, other than that, Capcom showed is off... finally bringing Monster Hunter... Um, to consoles and, and PCs and PCs and surprisingly not Nintendo's consoles. It's going back to PS4, PC, and Xbox. Yep. Um, it, it looks like Monster Hunter on a console. I mean, it looks. It looks actually. Yeah. It looks better than Monster Hunter. Yeah. I mean, I've played Monster Hunter Try and and the most recent two ones. This one looks better. Yeah. And it's going to have online multiplayer. I don't know if it'll have crossplay. Capcom didn't talk about that. And it's actually neither confirmed or denied for Switch. When asked about it, you know, they didn't show it off in the press conferences. But when asked about it, we said they said they're not confirming the consoles. So there's right. still a chance it could show up. For well, Switch. and we know that there's a strong, even in America, there's a strong following for the DS, the yeah. 3DS version. Uh, so. And then, of course, the the game that was everywhere. It was in every press conference. Everybody was raving about it. The show of the game. For no you. question. I, I think for most people, actually. No, not for Jared. But well, go on, go on, go on. Was Shadow of War, which is a game that was supposed to be out in August. It right. got delayed to October. And so a lot of us were like, oh, God. I And I this is the game I dropped $400 on the pre-order for and then canceled. Um, I have since repurchased it. But not the pre-order, the huge mm-hmm, collector's mm-hmm, edition. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I bought it on um, Play Anywhere. So, congratulations, Microsoft! You convinced me. You made a sale because I want it on the PC and my Xbox instead of having to buy it multiple times. Which I, I and by the way, I just picked up Shadow of Mordor on the Steam sale for my <laughs> PC, even though I have the Game of the Year edition on my PS4. And I think Eva even has it on her PC, so I didn't so even this, have to buy it. This new one looks huge. Oh, and th- they showed off the expansion of the Nemesis system. And we we were we saw the early stuff, and we talked about this in an earlier episode, uh, where 
they were talking about, you know, you're building your army to conquer Mordor. And no, it's not canon, and the purest Tolkien fans out there are going to, you know, probably already had um, an aneurysm from being stressed about this. But uh, they showed a number of pieces of gameplay across the entire conference where you would go beat a warlord, bring him into your army, and it showed what happened and how they kind of befriend you. And now these horrible orcs and trolls that you're used to slaughtering are now your friends. Yeah. And you're like, I I don't know if I want to send Jared to go knock down that wall. <laughs> Um, Are you calling me an orc? No, no, no. Wow. No. That, you're more of a troll. Yeah, it's true. Anyway, so that was my game of the show. And hands down, thought it was the most impressive. And we get it in like two and, and a half months. This year. Um, there's one game I didn't put in the list I wanted to talk about real quick. Oh, sorry. I drew the Master Sword. <laughs> just by sitting here. I Yeah, sorry. We'll just let this finish. This game that I'm announcing is not going to be this big. I hate that thing. Um, it just went off. I know. It was weirdly timed. It was weird. We're doing this live, guys. <laughs> um, uh, we got to see Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Yes. It looks not as good as I was anticipating. The, the Do you see the yeah. character styles that are doing for that game? I'm not impressed. Um, I'm not picking it up. As much as I want Marvel... Well, I'm picking it up. Well, of course you are. Because it's but- got... This is also coming from me, who said I wasn't going to buy Infamous Two or, or um, Injustice Two. Yeah, and I bought it like day two. Yeah, because it just looks so awesome. But I don't know. It just looks like they're rushing it out the door. Um, the gameplay wise, the fighting elements look fine. It's just the character models look really weird. Yeah, it's the weird two D three D thing, and the and um, redesigns are Captain weird. America's like shoulders look really. They look big. You can land an aircraft on them. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so that was E3. We want to know what you guys thought. Um, how long did we go on this? Where are we at? We're at 114, Sean. That's not bad. No, we, we, this is a solid episode, <laughs> but we want to hear from you guys. What did you guys take away? Are you looking at anything, um, interesting, but we need to get into our one dumb thing. And this is a <sighs> solid one dumb thing. Um, Sean's most favorite experiences. They're coming to VR. Sean, take it away. Final Fantasy 15 VR fishing. Because when people were talking about additional content for Final Fantasy 15, they were thinking fishing in VR. Well, so the interesting <laughs> thing, the even dumber thing here is we were talking about the VR experience. They they announced that last year, right? Before Final Fantasy 15 yeah. came out. Still not out yet. Oh, yeah? It's not. I thought it had dropped. They haven't even got all the DLC out yet. Oh. As a matter of fact, episode Prompto comes out like this week or next week. That's the second DLC oh. in the season pass. That's weird. So Square is taking their time. But are you excited for this? I mean, seriously. Oh, the ability to play as Noctis in VR fishing? Are you kidding me? This is awesome. This is like Sega Pro Bass fishing taken <laughs> to the nth degree. I'm going to go buy a move just for this. Who is this for? <laughs> I don't know. And they spent they spent an awkward amount of time on it. They did. They spent like twenty minutes talking about this, <sighs> and it's effectively DLC <laughs> fishing. That's what people. You know what? That were probably because the, how many times have I said stop trying to make fishing a thing? <laughs> in games. 
I'm going to say probably Famitsu is probably going to give it, ten, you know, four tens for it. Well, it'll yeah, be huge. Knowing your audience, right? Yeah. So apparently I am not a typical Japanese consumer. You're not? Who'd have thunk? Sean. Yes. Final thoughts this, this episode. My final thoughts of this episode is we have managed to cover a lot of topics. Um, we probably missed some things. Yeah, we definitely missed some stuff. But E3 was... it. We gave it the amount of time it deserves. And if I had to rate E3 on a scale of one to five, two and a half. It's yeah, the most average E3 I've ever been There was There was to. no big, like... I mean, other than Mario... I think Mario Odyssey kind of holds that, like... But that didn't have to be an E3 thing. It didn't, yeah. It actually technically wasn't an E3, E3 thing. Technically, no. Yeah, um, it was the regularly scheduled... Nothing, nothing dropped. Anyhow, my final thought for this episode is 2017 solid. We've got enough to play. <laughs> yeah, you, got, you joked about that the other day. I, I think yeah. we've got, there's a lot of stuff coming out this year. There's plenty of stuff coming out this year. And if you're not interested, it's a great time to explore that backlog. Yeah. I mean, Smash isn't coming out this year, but honestly, that's fine. I've got enough going on. We, I mean, we've got, what? Two fighting games coming out this year. We're mm-hmm. getting Shadow of War. We're getting a Mario and a Zelda game this year. We got Horizon Zero Dawn. We, we're getting... We've got tons of great games Tons to of play. games this year. And, and here's the other thing that we've we've talked about this before. They're kind of front-loaded. Yeah. Everything came out in the beginning of the year, which usually means they missed last year. But I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah. And so we're supposed to get God of War early next year. So they knew they weren't going to make this year. What I'm really looking forward to, I really want Spider-Man. That, and yeah, I'm agreed. I was that was the most disappointing thing out of the Sony conference is that it isn't coming this year. We don't know that for sure. They said 2018. Oh, did they? Yeah. Ugh. All right. Well, that's it for this week's episode. Um we may be back next week. Don't know. We may space I'm it out. I'm pretty sure I'll be here. Where are you going to be? I don't know. I can do this by myself. It'd be signs, signs and tangents. Hmm. I guess I'll have to be here for the fans. (laughs) Um, So let us know what you thought. Comment. Um, We We were also, huh? Yeah, we do. We're also talking about doing a live show. Yes. um, On Twitch or something. Um, We keep talking about this whole Twitch thing. I think we can do it. That's easier, actually, technically than some. Let us know if you're interested in that. Um, And let us know what you're most excited for out of E3. Um, yeah, let, let us let us know what did, about E3 resonated with you. And, and did you get sold on a Switch like we mentioned several people did? Did something in there sell you on getting a Switch? And good luck if you get one. Because you can't find them. Yeah. All right. Oh, Thanks. Wait, that's like Amiibos. <sighs> All right. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. 